Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball uh, with me, Joe, and Sam, as always. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello. Um, so we're now a couple of days after Christmas, and Christmas Day is always a big event in the NBA. So I don't know. Let's get started, I reckon, by going through some of those um, Christmas games. Yeah, I mean, it actually happened, which was sort of defied COVID briefly. Um, obviously, some of the games were not quite as exciting. Well, yeah, they were, they were missing some star power. But I don't know, better, even than a couple of days before Christmas, it looked like we could be in for like G League Christmas Day bonanza. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot better than that, at least. Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, the whole league the last few weeks has been like a bit destroyed, hasn't it? It's hard to take much from any game individually. But I think, yeah, they're also in some ways there are things you can take from it. Like, well, the Lakers lost the Nets, then the Nets had everyone missing. Yeah, they basically had Harden, and um, that was pretty much it. No Harris, obviously Kyrie pretending to come back, and no Durant, and they still got the win. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Lakers have had a terrible, terrible run, haven't they? They are, is it, lost five in a row. 22nd in net rating now. Yeah, including getting thrashed by the Spurs on the 23rd. Yeah, and that's uh, that's not a good sign for a team that was the favourite to come out of the West, like, three months ago. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's then, not surprising then, though. I don't think all of this. No, I mean, yeah, their roster looks old, and it's like then, yeah, they start to lose a few through injuries or COVID, mostly really. And yeah, it's it's not pretty, is it? They have the twenty sixth most efficient offense in the half court this year. Yeah, um, and. That's one of the most obvious things you could have seen coming. That was the case when they won the title. They were not good in the half court. Or yeah. they were not as good as you would hope for a title contender in the half court, at least. They were a lot better than they are now. Um, and Davis is out, and that's obviously is now the qualifier. But the problem is everyone's without players for little bits here and there this year. And being without, like, Miami is still winning games without Butler and Bam. And then they miss some other players and they still manage to pick up wins. The Lakers just can't even do that. Yeah. And they've got LeBron and Westbrook at the moment. But that, having two of your big three, having a big three is meant to be that you can lose one of them and you're still good. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're not, basically. They're very, very bad. I guess one thing you could say is I think they may be slightly better defensive than I expected them to be. Yes. I think they're only 11th. They're 11th. At the moment, which I thought they'd be bottom half comfortably. Um, <clears throat> um, so that's one positive they can take. But yeah, like Carmelo Anthony is that only player that's been shooting with three above average, really. Yeah, and that's, and he's, uh, that's and a he's problem. Thirty-seven years old, and was almost out of the league um, two years ago. So yeah, I don't know. I. Yeah, they are no longer favourites, are they? I don't know if they even, for me, they're even in the contender category anymore. 
Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think they're even close to that. Um, I would say they were kind of favourites by they're the Lakers, so there's more hype around them, and partly by lack of someone else to take their spot in the West anyway, because I think there was quite a lot of scepticism about the fit, and then that they just like. There's a good example. This happens with a lot of sports teams. Is they basically their identity before was amazing defensively, like barely played any um, subpar defenders, and then we've got LeBron and AD who are also amazing defensively, and that's just going to be enough that our offense is good enough, and we put shooting around them, and then they just got rid of all of the defensive players. Yeah, and they were not an amazing offensive team to start with, and there are obviously some issues with the LeBron and Russ fit anyway, although I think they've actually worked through some of that. I, they've started playing LeBron at center more because they're now in this position where it's like, was it? I think it was the Nets game the other day where they were, they started off with a proper center Russ and LeBron. And it was just some of like the least spaced basketball I've ever seen. It was horrendous. And they're using Taylor and Horton Tucker a lot as well, who can't really shoot. Like he's a sort of theoretical shooter at the moment. Um, <laughs> the best kind of shooter. Yes, oh, I'm just going. He's on. He's shooting three point six a game, and at under twenty four percent. That's that's not shooter. So no one's like treating him with any respect out there. Yeah, um, and so LeBron at the five is quite cool though, because you're just getting him like rolling and getting to post up and. Yeah, it's a strange one though, isn't it? Because LeBron at the five is meant to be like. Oh yeah, you have loads of shooting around him, like your classic LeBron James team. But it's it's not that at all. They still don't even have enough shooting men. No, even when they're not playing any big men. Well, the the truth is that Westbrook is like, he's almost worse than having a non-shooter at points because he takes them. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of talk about oh well, just take some of them, just take some of them, like with Simmons or with Giannis early on at times. But then there's like. But everyone knows you're rubbish at them, so you're not doing anything by taking them. It's like well, they're they're giving you that room <laughs> to take the shot, and then yeah. you keep taking them and missing them. There's a difference, isn't there, between when they're talking about Simmons before, like take some. It's like okay, take one a game, or like every other <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, Westbrook's shooting like four a game. He's shooting more than Horton Tucker per game, three point yeah. shots, uh, which is, is well, not. Well, I mean, to Horton Tucker's actually, not good either. He is actually shooting at a better percentage than him, though. Yes, and therein lies quite a lot of the problem. <laughs> I so the the loss to Brooklyn was really bad, like really bad. That first of all, they were meant to be a team they're competing with at the start of the year. I, that, I don't think that matters anymore. Like we just said, the Lakers are like they are they're playing like a team that would be lucky to be in the top six. They're playing bound, I think, and if they are in the top six it's more that Denver doesn't have any players Paul George just got injured Dallas is maybe yeah. even more of a mess than the Lakers in some ways and there's just like there's four good teams there's well there's three elite teams in the west Memphis and then like yeah no one knows chaos all the teams that were expected to be in the playoffs have just fallen apart really haven't they in different ways um Maybe I mean yeah, like the Clippers didn't weren't gonna have Kawhi all year anyway, and then George has gone down. It's like yeah, they're they're done, aren't they? This is a wasted season for them. 
Yeah, they, they were interesting because there was lots of like, can they set the table for if Kawhi can come back? And I always, Paul George has been injured a lot, basically, in the second yeah. half of his career. Um, and he was being absolutely awesome. Like, I think he'd probably be my all-star starters. Um, but there was always this, like, well, without Paul George, how are they going to get any points? Yeah. And now he's gone indefinitely. I mean, um, a UCL in his elbow, uh, as people who follow a lot of baseball, that is not okay. good. But yeah, he's just sent me the other day, actually, isn't it? It's Tommy John, isn't it? Yeah, like Usually quite baseball. a few of the replies at the top of that were like, well, isn't that Tommy John surgery? And I guess it's different with the strain you're putting on your arm from shooting a basketball. Maybe you can rehab it to the point that it's like fine in a way that with pitches, I guess it, it can't just be like hanging on necessarily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's very serious, isn't it? You wouldn't have thought that's something that he's back this year with. No, and they were already 24th in half-court offense. They've been brilliant defensively, yeah. but like, when you take Paul George out of it... I mean, I guess in one way, it's like if they, they, were, they didn't have Kawhi this year anyway, it's better him getting injured this year than if he was going to get injured next year when Kawhi's back. They can yeah. hope they can just get the injuries all out of the way at once. Um, the other side is that this continues a trend of he's just not healthy. Yeah. Since he went to the Clippers, 48-54, played 26 this year, and yeah, I fear he might be done for the year. Um, yeah, if it, that he can get right, and he's then they're both raring to go at the start of next year, that would be great. But it does worry you, doesn't it? That like they're they're now at this like he basically plays half the games. Yeah, the Clippers, um, the whole thing when the with Kawhi and Paul George went there and the. The Lakers thing. It was like it's going to be Clippers against Lakers for the next few years. Not really happened, does it? No, sport Clippers often doesn't work close. out like that, does it? It really doesn't yeah. work out like that. A lot of the time when something, oh, this is a lock. Look how good these teams are going to be. And then the Lakers had a championship team and made this big Westbrook trade that just like, you know, the Lakers could use right now. Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope would be really, really good on the wing right now. I've held them out quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and they made this kind of like, yeah, self-destruction trade. It's in a just getting another star. If someone who's questionable is even count as a star anymore. Um, and yeah, just destroy all of their like, yeah, that roster that they had that won a championship. Yeah, and you, the Clippers next year. So if we're right with Paul George, or even if he does come back for a bit. You're looking at Kawhi off an ACL and Paul George potentially off an elbow issue and just a roster that's like getting sort of older, including those two. The Basically, we had that shot at Lakers Clippers conference finals in the bubble. How big that meltdown was from the Clippers. And you just like, that That yeah. was the one. That was where we might have got that series. And now you're looking at it's, like, well, it's really hard to see how that happens. Both of these teams being great next year seems unlikely. And then you're into like, well, LeBron will be 40. Who knows where the Lakers are then? Yeah, I mean, the Suns aren't going anywhere, are they? The Jazz, while old, none of them have passed it. They're, they're going to keep going. The Nuggets. And the Warriors back. Yeah, the Nuggets get Jamal Murray back. They they were due, really, weren't they? Well, that Murray injury, they were due to be on the rise. Well, and Porter. They're in a, a similar yeah. kind of limbo now. Where you... It's like, yeah. 
I think Memphis actually as well. They're so good. Like, I mean, that a lot of that's very recent this year stuff as well. But like they are. They not Golden State out last year though. Yeah. Um, and well, they they just beat the Suns last night, although with the Suns missing a couple of players. But I know. I mean, they they look like they're here, don't they? They've they've arrived in a way. Uh, John Moran is just unreal. Yeah. He's well, just so, this, so good. A lot of this good run was while well, he was injured as well, wasn't it? Which was, um, wasn't he in out for a bit? Yeah, so what, yeah, he missed, I can't remember what it was, but he missed a period of time. And then I think he, maybe he was injured and got COVID. But um, the fact that they might, because they just have like a ridiculous amount of depth and not depth in the kind of usual way that we talk, or like with the Lakers depth, they had a load of names, for instance, or even the Nets where we talk about all there's a conversation about how many players they've got. Just they don't play players that are bad at all. The Grizzlies, they, yeah. they just have so many like really solid players. And it means that, I guess, they, they did come up against some weaker teams in that run. But they still managed to beat them without their best player. We've seen a lot of teams when they lose their star point guard, they just can't win a game. Like just cannot do anything right. Yeah. And the Grizzlies, they're also, I think I mentioned the last podcast about just how well coached they are as well. Because, I mean, that's the other thing. It's partly player development, and then there's also just players being put in a position to play well and succeed. Like, Dylan Brooks has been in and out of the team this year. He was massive for them last year, and Desmond Bain has stepped up. Yeah, he scored 36 last night in that victory over the Suns. That was ridiculous as well. He was hitting, he, um, he was just pulling up from, like, uh, you know they have the sponsors out on the wing. Oh yeah. He was just like taking catch and shoot shots from out there. Oh god. Yeah, four two six three point percentage on the year, shooting almost seven a game as well. And he's tough as well. He's he's got really long arms and he's strong. And he's like this, and he's started doing more off the dribble too that last year he wasn't doing. Yeah. Because like, that's the player you want when you've got a a three point shooting big man. And you've got a maybe questionable shooting point guard. Like, well, that, put that guy on the wing. That's good. That seems like ideal. And the Stephen Adams for Valentinus trade, which kind of raised some eyebrows, just seems to have worked. Like seamlessly, they managed to get Adams into the offense without him just getting in the way. He's a really smart screener to make room for Morant driving. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that was the plan all along. Maybe it was just we own, we only need someone that can screen. You don't need all the stuff that Valanciunas can do, particularly if um, they're going to have, what's his name? Jaron Jackson. Yeah, Jaron Jackson stepping up. Yeah, and he, he's phenomenal. He, he's he been, it's really good to see that he's been able to stay healthy so far this year because defensively he's got the potential to be like truly elite. Yeah. He's, yeah, you feel like he is a player that could... He should be like. I hope at some point he steps up to that next, of like the second star sort of level, don't you? Which he's he's know, on the he's way. Being, he's on the way. He's being consistent, and as you say, being very good defensively. Yeah, it's like you know, maybe maybe next year. I don't know, at this point in the season, it's difficult to move your points numbers that much, isn't it? Especially if Durant's going to be playing all the time. Yeah, like going up into that like twenty-two points a game or something area, as well. Yeah. Uh, then, then it's like, yeah, that's a proper uh, duo they've got there. 
And if he can get his three-point percentage, he's just under 33 at the moment. If he can edge up over the rest of the year, closer to 40. I mean, he was 39.4 in his second year. If he can get 37-ish, it makes such yeah. a big difference. But they're, they're one of the teams, yeah, that's basically filled this weird void in the West. You have, like, three teams at the top there that I think are probably, like, three of the four best teams in the NBA right now. And that doesn't include the Lakers. And then there's the Grizzlies in between. And they're only, they've only lost two fewer games than the Nuggets. But then there feels like this huge gap to me. Like Denver, Clippers, Mavericks, Timberwolves, Lakers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really believe in any of those teams being that good this year. Barring some miraculous recovery from Jamal Murray and probably Michael Porter Jr. as well. Then Denver joins the top group but yeah just nothingness and then obviously portland miserable portland down at 13 and 20 right now yeah it's really um really exciting up at the top in the west but there's a lot of just sort of yeah just basically teams that have failed this year a bit so far yeah, you can you can just call them bad basketball teams if you want. I won't be offended. They're just because yeah. there's just a lot of teams that are not good. Yeah, although they're meant to be, they've got good players and they're just not good teams. Yeah, although I'm not a hundred percent sure how many good players the Lakers actually have at this point. Um, yeah, like it, it's LeBron is still LeBron most of the time, but. Even he's not, he's aged, obviously, as you'd expect, into his late 30s. Um, and then around them is this, like, I don't know, I don't know, really at all. They, they, they can make the fit better. Probably, although they have nothing to really trade or salaries to move. When, that's the thing with having a big three is you often end up with no salaries to match in a trade to get anyone, even if they had assets. Um yeah, it's just it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? The Western Conference is kind of how the East has been at times in the last few years. Some good teams yeah. and then a lot of pretty bad teams. Yeah, you feel like the East, though, is a bit more... It's actually more competitive. Apart from two. Um, <laughs> apart from the Magic and Pistons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You feel like all the others... They're doing something. I don't know. I guess the Pacers are looking to trade everything, aren't they? Well, you also got this weird situation as well. Isn't there quite a lot of difference between uh, how many games teams have played at the moment? Yeah, we are getting a bit more of that, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, the Nets have played... 32. 32. Should I look now? Maybe it's not that... Yeah, there's a couple of played like 34. It's not a huge difference, really. But Yeah, the Bulls are one who had some cancelled. They're on 31. Um, yeah, it's, it's not huge because they brought in this rule that you have to sign players if you get COVID cases, uh, which is forced through some games with like ridiculous selections of players on the court. Um, I don't know if you, you saw there's just some people play I've like never heard of. All, all kinds of people were just getting called up from one of the places, G League and veterans um yeah 
So they're managing to keep the cancellations under control. At yeah. Least. What it does, though, if you're trying to like look like read into any games, it adds such a layer of complexity to everything as well, doesn't it? Of like, you know, who did they actually have in this game? Yeah. You know, like you look at a run. It's like a team could have gone on a bad run. It's like how many of their starters did they actually have available? Yeah, there's always games an or element just coming back or whatever. There's always a bit of this with the load management for individual games. It's like you need to check who played. I've had it sometimes where it's been like, oh, look, this, this team swept the season series against them. And it will just be, oh, yeah, Kawhi didn't play in any of those. And Paul George missed two of those or something. And like, oh, OK, fine. Doesn't really mean anything. Uh, but now it's obviously extreme because of the nature of the virus that you're often not just missing like one starter. <laughs> when a team gets hit with COVID, they lose like half of their rotation. Yeah. Uh, and it does it does throw up, yeah, some interesting outcomes. But then the flip I... side is you get stuff like the Warriors on Christmas Day. Oh yeah. Yeah, the beating the Suns. Yeah, who had everyone and the Warriors didn't have Paul or Wiggins or Damian Lee, who I think had been starting instead of Paul initially. Yeah. And obviously no clay still. Yeah, so that's well when say when they had the postseason. Paul maybe not maybe it won't be Paul, uh, Wiggins and Thompson will all start. Maybe not, but they could. That could be like three of their starting five. Yeah. Or at least three of their closing five, quite likely, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive then, isn't it, really? The Warriors, it's sort of a bit of a statement. That uh, Christmas Day game, beating the Suns at full strength. Yeah, and the same way that the game we referenced earlier between Memphis and Phoenix was, I mean, Memphis is without some players because they just permanently are, but Phoenix didn't have Aiton or um, Jay Crowder, which meant ja- JaVale McGee, who then got in foul trouble. And that obviously changed things a little bit. I mean, if Aiton's there, even the shot that Moran hit to win the game, Aiton is probably in the way there somewhere. He can't just get to the rim in that sort of circumstance. Yeah. Um, so, what other teams have you, if uh, like you know, have you think have been significant over the last couple of weeks? Uh, it's hard to tell because so many, so much has been affected. That even teams who look like they've been good, uh, it, like we were saying, as you then look at who, not just the names of who they've played, but like the state of the team they've played. Uh, I I think the Jokic stuff like continuing to happen. I basically in the MVP race, and the fact is now at least it's Curry, Durant, Jokic, and Yanis is significant. Um, and I know Yanis has been out with COVID recently, but like the way he came back on Christmas Day. And just put in an absolutely obscene fourth quarter. Just yeah. like nothing you could do. And then he, he seals it with a, blocking a dunk to win the game. Yeah, the box are definitely one of those teams that you have to re- look into it more, don't you? And you just look at their record. I mean, even though their record is still really good. Like we've had Giannis missing time. And even when he's not been out, they've 
been resting a lot, haven't they, earlier in the year? And little injuries. Um, I think it's 14-2 and two with their big three. Yeah, exactly. Which is it's kind like of they absurd. are Yeah, they would be right at the top. If if you sort of could adjust it somehow, I don't know how you quite work it out for like, you know, the amount of disruption they've had to their roster. And, or even if it's by choice, actually. Um, yeah, they they should be like right up there, really. And also this that I found earlier. Um, this is one way that I guess kind of gets to it. Um, although it doesn't speak about the whole team. Well, they've got DiVincenzo back now as well, which is really significant. Um, on a slight side yeah. note, I'm looking forward to seeing them go mega small, where they go like Holiday, Allen, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Yanis, because Yanis is basically playing centre all the time anyway. But Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Yanis Antetokounmpo, and Bobby Portis is the fourth best lineup in the league of those with over 200 possessions. Okay, wait a second. What, what was the lineup again? What was the first couple? <laughs> Sorry? They drew Holiday and Grace Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen. So they're okay. starting back for Chris Middleton and Stacumpo and then Portis instead of Lopez, who like no one knows yeah. what's happening with him. But Yeah, basically, basically when, when they, they have, have their guys, strong lineup out. Yeah, the, yeah, they're up there. They are one of the best. Yeah, this is better than small sample. Oh, this the Warriors, I guess, and the Suns. No, weirdly, neither of them are up there. Ah, okay. So 200 possessions... Is not very many. It's not very many, so it could be... Is Minnesota is number one. What? Remarkably, Russell, Beverly, Edwards, Vanderbilt, Towns. Then it's what would be the sort of the starting lineup for the Hawks with Bogdanovich and Herter, with Collins, Capella and Young. Um, And then... A Utah Jazz lineup, but a weird one. This is this is how it's such a small sample. Is it's Conley, Clarkson, Ingles, Gay, Gobert. Um, so that, yeah, two hundred possessions is not very many, but I needed to be down at that because these guys have just not been able to play together yeah, that much. Yeah, okay, yeah, I see. Because they are basically also at that tiny sample. Um, yeah, yeah. and th- that's just out of yeah people being in and out mainly with injuries at the start of the year, and then Yanis had COVID recently. Like, that would be a lot higher if Yanis hadn't just got COVID and then he came back on Christmas Day. Yeah, they... They've basically mainly been winning, haven't they? They're my title favourites, is what I'm putting out there. Yeah, I mean, they... Yeah. Defend it. Yeah, I can see. I think as we've said before, is they just seem so balanced, don't they? Because basically, they are they're big stars, also like great defensive players. Yeah, and I, I don't think it sounds ridiculous. Uh, he's ridiculous because he's a, the reigning Finals MVP and a two-time MVP and defensive former Defensive Player of the Year. I kind of think Giannis is still a little bit underrated. <laughs> No, that is ridiculous. Like the the when he's when he plays, and it's not that rare he does what he did to Boston the other night. Yeah, and it, there's so much like whenever, and I'm guilty of it with Curry as well, and with Durant, and obviously with LeBron, and then when Kawhi's healthy, and we get all into this like who's the best? Oh, they must be the best player in the league, and it's like, well, 
none of them can defend like Yanis, and none of them are seven foot tall and can play point guard or can play like Shaq. Like, I think that's ultimately what happened in the playoffs last year. As I know, there's like they got some injury luck here and there, but he got hurt and then just came back. Like it seemed like his playoffs might be over. Hurt. It was his knee, wasn't it? So oh god, he'd, look, and he just came back and dominated again. And I, I feel like that bit's kind of overlooked as well. I completely agree with you about the Grayson Allen's been really good for them, giving them a shooter who can defend enough to stay on the court in the playoffs. And having their second and third guys being, well, Holiday might be the best perimeter defender in the league, and Middleton's pretty good. Yeah. But having Whereas, that with Yanis is just like yeah. a, a, that, like people kind of miss out on how dominant he is, I think. Yeah, on both ends as well. Yeah. Yeah, that is so... Yeah. You definitely have that about Brooklyn then. I mean, I'm not really surprised by that, but a lot of people would be, wouldn't they? Um, Yeah, well, I mean, Kyrie has not actually played a game yet. If they have all of their big three, I think I would still take the Bucks probably. Um but like we don't know what's going to happen there. Joe Harris has been injured as well. I definitely have them as the East favourites. The question for me is, so Utah, I still they've been like they've got an incredible offense this year. I still don't. I'd like to see them get someone to defend on the perimeter. They don't have like the Mikhail Bridges type, like Phoenix has, and what um, obviously. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has been for the Warriors, actually. And then potentially if Clay comes back. The Warriors, I think... I mean, if Clay comes back and is like 80% of Clay Thompson, it's going to be quite hard to yeah. bet against them. But for now, you don't, we don't know about that. We know who the Bucks are and what they can be at both ends of the floor. We just don't have any anything like that for Brooklyn. Not to mention them staying healthy. We don't actually have that much evidence that all three of them can stay on the court together for any long period of time. No. Yeah, no, not at all. They've, yeah, it's just not happened, does it? No, all that Kyrie Irving goes off to on his latest maniac mission, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, look, they are basically replaced with Patty Mills, aren't they? And he's just, that's, that's working okay. So He's been amazing, yeah. He's been absolutely amazing. He's shooting like 50% from three for the whole season. Really? Outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Uh, hold on. Yeah, maybe they, they just don't need him, do they? Uh, it's 44.1%, but on 7.7 attempts. What? That's an enormous number of shots. Holden and Durant are a bit down, actually, aren't they, on their three-point percentages? He is... His 7.7 is, like, tied 17th, 16th, and three-point attempts for Patty Mills. More than Zach Levine, more than James Harden, more than LaMelo Ball, more than Trey Young. Yeah. More than Trey Young. Oh my god. Yeah. He yeah. It is it is really like they just don't need Kyrie Irving, to be honest. I don't know if like you say about them having their big free back. I don't know. Probably very controversial, but I'm not convinced they're a best team with Kyrie Irving in there at this point. I mean also that not to mention that we've never seen a player just play rogue games. We have no idea no. what impact that's going to have. Is like, he also like not allowed to train when they're at home? I don't know if that got tweaked, but that was the case. I, I think that, I assume it still is. Um, yeah, so we have no idea what impact that's going to be. Or even like 
some people on the team might be, what, why are you bringing him back? I thought it was that we yeah. didn't, I've not, so th there's just an enormous amount of potential drama and unknown it with them. It does also seem like a really ridiculous situation where the reason they need more players is because everyone's getting COVID. Yeah. So they're going to bring back the guy that's not vaccinated. Yeah. Who then also had COVID the minute he tried to come back. Yeah. I, it was just insane. Yeah. It, it kind of worse. I, I can't, I might have tweeted this. I can't, I think it was almost worse than if they just did this from the start. That they took this like yeah. supposedly principled stand and that's not how we want to run our team until they thought, oh God, we might lose a couple of games. And it turned out they didn't care about vaccinations anymore. It was like, oh, that was just weak. Well, at, yeah. least, at least believe in whatever you're saying. <laughs> but you clearly don't believe in anything that much. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's pretty awful, isn't it? But yeah, I, I really... I think for me, I don't know if it's the case for other fans and stuff, but I think for me, the Nets have made themselves into quite a good villain. Uh, yeah. They're, they're quite easy to root against, I think, now. Like, winning against the playoffs as well. Just, you know, just really don't want to see them win. Yeah, I guess that's the thing with a lot of super teams, is people feel like that. But I, yeah, I think there's certain angles with them that have made that exaggerated yeah or have exaggerated that even sorry that was absolutely grotesque english yeah there for me. a lot of stuff isn't there i mean you had the hardened stuff to begin with when he was when he forced throughout houston and then just generally Kyrie irving just being Kyrie irving the vaccine <laughs> yeah. stuff and then then backing down on this is just bad like like I, honestly, if they just said fine, he will only play road games. That's what the rules are. I, I would probably whatever. But the fact that they took this stand and then went back on it, almost like made themselves look sillier, is odd. Um, I assume that was just was something that Kevin Durant wanted. I mean, that's kind of how franchises are run, isn't it? And their mates is that those kind of something that been decided by those two, and then the organization went with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. They, they're sort of a good villain at the moment. And maybe it does just all come together. Maybe they, they managed to, and they, they've got some opportunity to make a trade at the deadline as well. Yeah. They? And the one thing that you they have got, that's usually the things people trade for at deadline as well, they're really not short of shooting. No. I would say. Well, when Harris is healthy, at least. Yeah. But even that, even that, I mean... Patty Mills, James Harden, Kevin Durant on the floor with the way that Mills is shooting it this year as well. It's like, you know, that, most teams, that's enough. Yeah. I mean, Aldridge has actually been good as well, hasn't he? That's the other thing. He literally cannot guard anything, though. Like, I don't know how many yeah. playoff minutes he's going to get to play. Because this is the other thing. is So Mills is now an important piece. But you can't play Harden, Kyrie and Mills very much. In the playoffs, no. And let alone putting Harris out there as well. And, and Aldridge. Yeah. Um, I mean, I yeah, this is the thing. is. So, yeah. As is the case in the um, the East, really, a lot, lot more than the West has been for the last few years. It's like, what happens when you can't up against Yanis or Embiid in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it might not matter with the Sixers unless they make their own trade, but yeah, potentially... I mean, well, they're, they're going to, aren't they, I think, the Sixers? 
What about Jarrett I, Allen? I mean, Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley are also... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, they're, they're just all about the inside now, aren't they? The Cavs. He's just dunking like every single possession, it seems like, when you watch the Cavs. It's just Jarrett Allen dunking on people. Um, yeah, Claxton's going to be really important again. Like they, they need to actually use him more this time because Blake Griffin has sort of been in and out of the rotation as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I see, this, uh, I see the Sixes as a sleeping giant, really. What are you just saying about the Megatron? I think they are basically, surely there's no doubt they're going to do something in the second half in terms of trading. Um, they, yeah, they have and, to do something. It's just a question of if it's enough to be anywhere near Chicago and Milwaukee, I think. I guess, but also, I don't know, like... They have, they've got a lot of really good like individual, um, like individual players performing really well this year. Like Maxi, had a bit of a breakout. You know they, they have got pieces there now. I think, I mean they, they've always had pieces there, but they've got, they've got the pieces to to be a best team, and they've been. It's basically just so reliant on Bead still, isn't it? Which. Sort of is understandable, but his mid-range shooting has dropped off as well. So you know his yeah. career best forty-eight percent, no forty-seven on all mid-range shots last year, way above his career numbers. He's back down at forty percent, which is like where he's averaged for the rest of his career. That yeah. needs to bounce back. I think really, um, well, it it just yeah, it just has to bounce back. Um, and the Port- Portland being 13 and 20, I wanted to, when you asked earlier, I nearly said Portland about like teams that have had a, in the last couple of weeks, they've gone from on the edge to like, yeah, dead. I think we spent the last podcast, didn't we? It was like, last podcast was like in the middle of their losing run. It was like, okay, they're now on the edge of, they're almost just done and they've not really got any better. They're, they've gone two and nine over the last 11, 13 yeah. and 20. They're like, they're almost well. They can always turn it around. They're only just behind the Spurs. Like that's how bad the West is for the bottom of the playing. But like the way it's trending, and that's got to play towards. Maury really wants Lillard. That's the trade he will definitely do if he can get Lillard somehow, and that yeah. is looking more possible by the week at the moment. We've still got, I think it's six weeks until the trade deadline. Yeah. There's, it's a weird thing, though, with Maxi now, isn't it? If he is now... I don't know. Maybe it makes it more possible if they give Maxi to them. In a way. But also, it's like, do they want to get rid of Maxi? Is he, I, he is not he's not anymore just like a, a, a young player, like a prospect throwing, is he? He's like a 21-year-old that's actually a, a good point guard. So, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think for Lillard, you do it like no question. I think they would do that, partly because, yeah, the need for Maxi drops off. Yeah, and then it's a question of how complex can they make this deal to get like help on the wing. Yeah, because you're not going to play Maxi and Lillard in the playoffs together very much. So it'd be well. Can we trade Maxi in this deal? Maybe it becomes a three or fourteen monster thing, like happened with Harden, and they then pick up someone else who can play the two-three next to Lillard in the postseason. Someone just bigger 
would be quite good because you've also got Seth Curry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the other one, isn't it, though, as well? It's a bit like the Maxi thing. It's like Seth Curry's good. I get... And it's, if you're getting Lillard, do you... Yeah, if you're saying you're getting Lillard and you want to basically replace Seth Curry then, do you then send him somewhere else? I don't know. if I think they'd keep Curry because just his shooting is so valuable next to Embiid. But it is an interesting dynamic, again, where you'd have potentially a very small backcourt with Lillard like he'd had with McCollum. Um, I don't actually think Lillard is the perfect fit with Embiid because of that. I I think if the Sixers, I mean, like everyone wants a big wing who can score and create, but like the, that would be the dream for the Sixers really is if they could get a wing and then you could still have like a smaller shooter like Curry, but you get a guy that's six, 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 seven, but that's just not going to happen. Like those players are not available because no one wants to give them up. Because if you've got one, you're already good. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, as you say, it's not a great fit, but they are basically, they need another star of what Ben Simmons was meant to be. He was meant to be the other star. They basically just want another one, don't they? And there's not really anyone else, particularly. No, the, the Beal one is also possible, but he's not having a great year now. That's cut, That's come back a bit because Washington is basically crumbled in like pretty emphatic fashion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that wouldn't be the worst, would it? They could do that. But you you do have a similar, like a, there's a Curry, Beal or Maxi Beal backcourt. Is that the one? I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, I don't, I mean, that's basically the thing to look out for in the second half, I think, isn't it? That trade... Um, I think it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, because that's, really that's how you change things. Um, yeah, if we say the top three in the West now, and then you're looking at like Brooklyn and Milwaukee, and Chicago are edging there, particularly without DeRozan's playing, and you've got Miami like just behind, that's how you get another one in that group, isn't it? I think is the most yeah. likely. That's more likely than the Lakers making that jump. Yeah, because the Lakers just can't move anything really uh, at the moment. But yeah, um, yeah. Should, I think we should wrap up now. I think we've, yeah. Yeah, we, we've covered most of the NBA in that. Yeah, we've ended up just going, we, yeah, we, a very unstructured podcast, but we, yeah, we've covered all of it, basically. <laughs> a little bit of all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you say, it's sort of, sort of difficult to read that much into things when there's nobody actually playing at the moment, but um, we will. We will do more next time. Um, when is uh, the All Star actually? When's all that? The voting has started. Okay, that's uh, February, maybe. Just checking. Twentieth of February, apparently. Yeah, so I guess maybe we can start talking about that a bit in our upcoming podcasts too. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some hot takes on that one, so that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, well, okay, anyway. Look out for the next one and subscribe and like and review us with five stars. Uh, Yeah, goodbye. Bye.